Hello, and welcome to another edition, baby, of the Enzo Podcast. And Trey, why don't you just let let the people know what I'm wearing right now? Let the people know what I'm wearing right now. You're really decked out in all Broncos gear, as far as I can see. <laughs> I've got a, my nice little Broncos team-issued sideline pullover. Got the Nike swoosh on it, clean as all hell. Normally don't wear it because it's been embarrassing to be a Broncos fan. Got that hat. Got that personalized hat with the Jensen embroidered on the side. This is my Broncos gear, baby. And why do I have my Broncos gear on, baby? Because of this. This morning, let me just take you through my emotions. Aaron Rodgers, wake up, see blockbuster deal. Aaron Rodgers makes $200 million, making him the highest played player in NFL history for the Packers. He ain't going anywhere. I immediately fall into sadness and think, okay, tomorrow on the podcast on Wednesday when we were originally going to do this with uh, Brian to preview some wide receivers. Uh, hey, man, like this is uh, this is it. This is my life now. I have to deal with Drew Locke and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and it's going to suck for a long, long time. Uh, so that's that's really too bad for me. But, but, then I go to Popeye's with a friend, Trey. Who doesn't love Popeye's? Do you enjoy Popeye's? Yeah, I, I sometimes. I'm not the biggest fan, though. Okay, I love Popeye's. I go with my friend all the time. It's kind of our tradition. We go to Popeye's. We're talking about the NBA. I feel okay. I come back in to my dorm room. It's spring break. I'm taking some time off. I'm like, I'm not really going to do anything this afternoon. I'm going to sit and take a nap. Soon as I sit down on my bed, soon as I'm about to put on my sweatpants and just take a nap, I open up my phone and it says blockbuster trade. The Broncos have traded for Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick for two first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah fan, a true blockbuster deal. And I go crazy. You can find the video on my Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, Trey. Would you say that I am happy right now? Yeah, I would probably agree that you're happy. You know, seeing as the haul that <laughs> uh, Seattle got to ship Russell Wilson to Denver, I don't think you're all that concerned about that at this moment, are you? Not as much, you know, let's have some rational thought first. Do I love that they had to give up Noah Fant? No, I do not love that. Uh, I wish that they could have kept Noah Fant because Noah Fant's a really good, really good tight end. Um, Wish they could have stuck with him. That kind of sucks. Am I sad they got rid of Shelby Harris? A little bit. He was one of my more favorite Broncos. A tip, a pass tipping machine. Uh, tremendous, 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 tremendous. I'm telling you, dude, just tremendous inside defensive lineman. But boy, boy, oh boy, Trey. Man, they got Russell Wilson. And I mean, 
you give up draft picks. That, those draft picks are probably going to turn into Kayvon Thibodeau, Devin Lloyd, or Kyle Hamilton. One of those guys is going to be available at nine. I'm just convinced of it. But I'm happy, man. It's over. Quarterback purgatory is over. I mean, I I, I think that sometimes you just got to go out and get your guy. And they went out and they got their guy. And the window, you know, the window is now. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Like, if they don't contend in the AFC for the next few years with Russell Wilson, then this, this was a bunch of wasted capital. But, you know, this, you know, this is... This is good news for me. The Broncos get Russell Wilson. I don't really have a lot else to say, to be honest with you. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of shell shocked right now. Yeah. It's just a a lot to take in. I mean, I guess my reaction is that looking over the compensation, you know, it looks like the Broncos were really pushing for draft compensation to be the main headline in the package, you know, to acquire Russell Wilson, which for a team that seems like a quarterback away from really causing some problems in the, you know, the division, you know, not only the division, but in the AFC as a whole, that's probably the best course of action, you know, just two first, two seconds, those definitely hurt. Um, But the roster right now looks pretty nice to the point where you can go ahead, go for, you know, a a really highly prized, uh, you know, really well-known veteran quarterback that can elevate your status as a team, you know, just go ahead and do it. And they did it. So, you know, plugging in, you know, I think one of the big things is that they really were able to retain, you know, relatively nice pieces on both sides of the ball. They didn't give up any of their offensive playmakers aside from Noah Fant, which I guess, you know, watching the Broncos a little bit from afar and hearing you uh, talk about the Broncos over the past couple of years, Noah Fant really isn't one of the bigger pieces on the offense. He's definitely a nice piece, but maybe not one of the bigger pieces on the offense. Uh, They still keep Jerry Judy. They still keep Cortland Sutton. They still keep KJ Hamler. They still keep Tim Patrick. You know, that's a pretty, pretty solid uh, wide receiver quarter for Russell Wilson to step in uh, and throw to. They do need to address, I believe it was right tackle. That's one of the positions that the Broncos are missing on the offensive line right now. Uh, maybe address right tackle. But other than I think the Broncos might be set to really make some noise if things go right. Am I wrong? You know, just tell me from a non-biased perspective. I know it's hard to do that at this point, but tell me from a non-biased perspective. Well, here, here's what, here's what, you know, you know me. I'm pretty level-headed when it comes to the Broncos. Here, here's, here's where I'm at. The negative of this is as follows. Russell Wilson, a pretty good case can be made, but he hasn't been a top 10 quarterback in about two years. Um, His numbers might be there, but. The, the offense in Seattle was not great. But here's the other side of that. The Broncos just hired Nathaniel Hackett, who is an offensive-minded head coach, who ran a scheme that got Aaron Rodgers the MVP, 
And Denver's a place where Russell Wilson, with a great offensive mind like Nathaniel Hackett, they're betting on him not flopping as a coach, but with a great quarterback, sometimes that can hide the blemishes of a first-year coach, right? And they've got the guys. And, yeah, it's, it's you know, they still have three picks in the top 100 of this draft, too. If they can go out, I just tweeted it out, go out, be aggressive in free agency in those day two and three trade uh, signings, you know what I mean, where you go out, you sign some depth guys, go draft some more wide receiver depth because Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler are all good, but KJ Hamler got hurt. And Jerry, Judy, we still don't really know. We'll see what he looks like with a real quarterback here. Um And yeah, I think that for me, this is a move that makes the Broncos competitive in the division. Now it's tough. Do I, can I confidently say that they are going to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs? No, because only one team has beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs, but they have a much better shot of doing that today than they did a week ago. And for the Broncos, Trey, they haven't had a winning season in six years. Like, if this team just made the playoffs next year, that would be a massive win. Yeah, it would be a massive win, but they also have the room to do even more. And who knows if it will even work out that way, because usually when – we see teams amass certain amounts of talent and they start plugging them in in different pieces on the rosters. Sometimes it work, works out, sometimes it doesn't. We saw how it worked with the Rams. They won a title. But it just has to be the right collective amount of talent on the roster, guys in the personnel department, the coaching staff especially, and that's a question mark with Nathaniel Hackett being, excuse me, Nathaniel Hackett coming over excuse me, getting covered over to be the Broncos head coach. So um, we'll see how it works out. I think just talent alone, this team is a playoff team. I mean, they were close to making the playoffs time and time again these past couple of years, rolling out pedestrian options at quarterback. And, you know, that's why we kept mentioning that this team was really just a quarterback away from not only making the playoffs, but causing some noise in the conference. So um, it'll be real interesting to see what goes on because I'm not sure of their schedule. I'm not sure how their schedule shakes out next season, but aside from the AFC West, which, you know, those AFC West games are going to be absolute war. <laughs> uh, aside from those games, uh, I'm not sure how the schedule shakes out, but if it falls on the favorable side for the Broncos, then I think their talent should be enough to get them over the hump and get to the playoffs. Because like I said, they have the talent, you know, they seemingly have the the serviceable, I guess you could say, savviness in the front office. George Payton, you know, doing a good job so far. Um, it's the coaching staff is the only question or question mark. So they're going to be a fun team to watch next year, which for the first time <laughs> probably in my relative football watching career, I'm going to say the Broncos are, should be a fun team to watch next year. Muted. So, you know, you're going to have to actually game pass him this year, you know, 
You're, I don't know. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to use our shared game pass and get on in and watch the Broncos a little bit here and there before we do the podcast each week, especially with more time because we're going to be out of college and stuff. So, you know, you gotta, you, you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to be checking these this Broncos team out because I'll tell you what, Trey, at least until proven otherwise, they're going to be a main topic on this podcast for a little while. Yeah, and watching the Broncos on prime time because they're definitely gonna give more prime time. Games. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it ought to, it ought to be worth something. It'll be worth something because the primetime games they've had against the Chiefs where they've literally screamed that they need a, a, a quarterback just to simply win these games. It's going to be somewhat fun. It's going to be worth it, I think. I hope it is for my sake and yours as well. <laughs> Let's talk about this from a Seattle perspective. Uh, they made the wrong choice. In the power struggle between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, they chose Pete Carroll. <laughs> Do you know how hilarious that is? That's absolutely hilarious. But in the end, <laughs> I think it's like, I don't think Pete Carroll wanted to ship off Russell Wilson. Man. You chose Pete Carroll. You chose Pete Carroll you, you, because you wouldn't get rid of Pete Carroll, modernize your NFL offense. You were like, nope, we're going to stick with Pete Carroll. And now you're going to have Drew Locke and Malik Willis as your quarterbacks next year. Have fun with that. I guess they'll get Bryce Young in a year. Maybe that'll be good for him. But, dude, yeah, I mean, holy cow. That, that, to me, is the craziest part. Like, the Seahawks, like, they gave up their franchise quarterback to keep their washed head coach. I mean – to me, that makes zero sense, Trey. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm glad that they're a dumb franchise that doesn't really know how to manage players or anything like that and, like, can't keep people happy and you're trading away your best players to the Broncos. Like, that's cool because that benefits me. But, like, what what what, what you doing out there, bro? Like, uh it's 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 tough for Pete Carroll in these streets right now. Like I, but the Seahawks roster suddenly without Russell Wilson looks even more pathetic than it did coming into the offseason, and it looked pretty pathetic coming into the offseason. Yeah, and you know, gosh, I keep forgetting Seattle's GM's name because I keep crapping on him so much for. Well, yeah, I believe it is Pete Carroll who's the GM. I don't think there's a real GM in place. They might have a GM by title name, but I think Pete Carroll's making all these moves. Well, oh, no, I don't think that's the case because their GM and I, I, I'm, I this is so unprofessional. Me, no, nah, it's okay. I keep forgetting his name. I forget so many names. Name John Schneider. That's who it is. John, I John Schneider has taken that, taken the reins and been at the top of the helm for a lot of significant roster moves in Seattle for many years, ever since he's been the general manager. So no, I, I think he's the GM. I think he's the GM. It's just that I don't think he's a particularly good drafter, you know, a, a good early round drafter at this point. Um, so, you know, I don't know. 
it'll be weird because I don't know if, you know, Seahawks fans can, can confidently say that John Schneider and Pete Carroll are the right guys to scout and find the right guys to get this rebuild off on a nice start because this is a rebuild now. This is a rebuild. Um, of course, you get two extra picks, you know, first-round picks, two extra second-round picks. Um, you have a lot of draft flexibility, but that draft capital, that extra gap, draft capital just goes out the window if you don't have the right guys at the top to make the right moves to set your rebuild off right. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit less confident in Seattle to hold up their end of the deal when it comes to starting their rebuild off on the right foot. Um, maybe John Schneider proves me wrong. You know, for Seahawks fans' sake, I hope he does. But I just don't really see how John Schneider and Pete Carroll, who I don't know how he signed off on this, you know, 70 years old, you know, why, why does he want to go through a rebuild? I don't know if those guys are the right guys to really start off a legit rebuild right now. Uh, big credit to Denver Broncos DM George Payton. He, he said, we are go at the press conference at the combine. He sat down and he said, we're going to be aggressive going after quarterback. And they didn't get it done with Aaron Rodgers. And that same day he said, okay, plan B. And he didn't try to sell the fan base on rolling into the 2022 season with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke as quarterbacks. Just big shout out to him. Like he, 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 to me, he is a, is a real hero in all of this. Uh, I just, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy that this move happened and he is a, you know, in my book, he just made himself a top three GM this offseason, right? If we're talking about how GMs ranked this offseason, he's certainly put himself in contention for one of the best this offseason thus far. I know that a lot hasn't happened yet, but he's up there, right? That's arguable. And, you know, I'm leaning towards the side of saying, sure, maybe I agree. Because, you know, it's, of course, the two first-round picks, two seconds, and giving up those three players. Well, two players of significance, because Drew Locke really isn't a player of significance to the Denver Broncos at this moment. But the package that he shipped off, you know, I, I think he was assessing his team. And, of course, he saw the situation like a lot of us did. The Broncos, if they could find a way to secure the rights of a – major upgraded quarterback and find a way to hold on to, you know, the majority of their key assets personnel wise, then the Broncos are probably going to come out of this as the winners, like 100% for likely going to come out of this straight as the winners. You know, like I said, they kept their top four wide receivers, which, you know, if you've been following the Broncos and their quarterback search, you know, in terms of trade talks, you've seen, you know, at least one of those names of their four young guys at wide receiver being linked as possible uh, assets that can send over to the team that has that major upgraded quarterback, you know, in, you know, mock trade scenarios for months, months. I mean, we've seen Jerry Judy go to Green Bay for, you know, in Aaron Rodgers packages. We've seen KJ Hamler, uh, you know, going over to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers trade packages, mock trade packages. So, um, just to keep the personnel that 
has this team in the conversation of having a quarterback away from making some major noise. I think that's that's a really, 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 really good job of Peyton just to steer the conversation towards draft compensation primarily and keeping on, you know, keeping a hand uh, on his major guys that contribute to his team personnel-wise. So that's this is a real good job by George Peyton, in my opinion. And some might say, no, he gave up too much. I mean, I don't think people realize how much you have to pay to acquire major upgrades at quarterback. They're not free. They're not cheap. They'll never be cheap unless that quarterback has some of the most craziest leverage possible or some other crazy scenario. So Deshaun Watson is going through an, an ongoing, hor- like horrible law <laughs> situation right now. And the conversation surrounding his conversation has still been two, three first round picks. So good, good talent at quarterback is not cheap. It's never going to be cheap. So uh, George Payton paid what he had to do. He kept out the pieces that he should, he, that he should have kept out and didn't have to move on from. And he got his major upgrade at quarterback. And now the Broncos are sitting pretty. So it's a good job by him, in my opinion. Real good job. <sighs> I just saw this great tweet from uh, Sportsbeat or whatever, and uh, Sports SB Nation. The AFC West is now stacked with elite quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is an MVP candidate. Justin Herbert is the future. Russell Wilson is a dangerous bet. Last one, <laughs> just Derek Carr. <laughs> no, and just Derek Carr. I feel bad for Derek Carr, who was Dude, top, honestly who, who, who was a top ten quarterback last year. Let's not get it twisted. The man was a top ten quarterback last year and probably played better than Russell Wilson. But suddenly, Derek Carr is getting overshadowed. And and as a as a Broncos fan who obligatory has to have a little bit of hate towards the Raiders, that makes me laugh. <laughs> It does. I see the tweet saying that Russell, or excuse me, Derek Carr might be the best quarterback to be the worst quarterback in his division, which, I mean, if you're speaking from, I guess you could say, with overall, like, you know, grand steady, uh, persada, and, you know, landscape of, uh, you know, how these quarterbacks are perceived, then yeah. But overall performance, Derek Carr, like you said, played better than Russell Wilson last year. But I think with the pieces surrounding Russell Wilson, I think Derek Carr might be the worst quarterback in the division right now. And that that's literally, literally not a hit on Derek Carr at all. <laughs> it's just that the AFC West is so stacked with quarterback talent right yeah. now. It's Bro, I, you know what I honestly hope? Like you have to make sure – that you put every single AFC West divisional game on primetime. Like you have who, to, who doesn't want to see Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert versus Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson versus Justin Herbert. Who doesn't want to see all those matchups on national television on Sunday night football? Like you, you gotta be putting those matchups front and center in the spotlight and uh, I, I, as a person who has to work Raiders games sometimes, will be making a hard push. But I don't have to work Raiders games as much anymore because I would really like to watch Russell Wilson play. And holy cow, I'm just happy for Broncos have a quarterback. Dude, let me, Trey, can I just tell you something? We started this podcast, me yeah. and this guy, Chris Castain, 
we started this podcast in 2017, I want to say, uh, the year after Peyton Manning retired. Our first ever episode was a debate between who's going to be the Broncos starting quarterback coming out of training camp, Paxton Lynch or Trevor Simeon. That was year one. Every year we have done this podcast, the Broncos have not had a quarterback. You would say that the one thing that like makes me more giddy than anything is quarterback play, right? Like, but we've established that at this point. I'm a quarterback guy. Yeah, we have. Yeah, like this season's gonna be unbelievable with, with this this podcast. The Broncos, I hate to break it to you, Trey. They're gonna lead every week. They're gonna be the first game we preview and the first game we talk about every week. Are you okay with that? We'll try to keep it fair and balanced. But as long as they're above 500, I'm going to talk about them first, basically. Yeah, it's going to be real awkward when we have to lead off with Titans versus Broncos in 2022, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. But, I mean, <laughs> who who's a better team there now? That's a debate we can have later in the offseason. But, like, suddenly both teams are pretty close. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's tough. All right. Well... I think that's that'll do it for this episode. Wanted to keep it short and just talk about the Russell Wilson stuff. Tomorrow night, Trey, we'll be getting together with Ryan, right? And doing some wide receiver talk. And if Ryan's not available, we are still doing an episode. That's just an executive decision. Because I don't know if you've noticed this yet or not, dude. But, like, there's just a crap ton of NFL news. Can I just, like... Yeah. Should should we talk about some something else or just leave it at Russell Wilson? Uh, just leave it at Russell Wilson because we're planning to record again pretty soon, so we can go over that as well. Yeah, a little teaser. We'll have things talking about like Amari Cooper's going to get cut. We're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers deal. We'll talk about you know free agent fits coming up. Christian McCaffrey one, wants a trade. Lots of tag deadline stuff. Tag, tag deadlines today, right? Yeah, I believe at 4.30 Eastern time. All right. We will have some real stuff to discuss. The next few weeks, Trey, between our school schedules, me having to work a ton of March Madness and this, I was about to call you, but it's going to be some late nights, I think. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of late night podcasting over the next few weeks. And uh, if you can't stay up late because you have a class, let me know and I'll see if we can line up Donnie to be a backup because we, we need, we definitely need to get, can, can we promise between now and the end of the first week of free agency, we'll have four podcasts out. So that's four podcasts in two weeks, including this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's reasonable. So four podcasts, two weeks, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, get back to one a week going into the draft. But yeah, man, crazy time of year. I dude, I'm just happy. You know, I'm just happy. I'm just really happy. Oh, I can tell, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, hopefully, it's not darkness anymore. And I know, don't come at me. I know they still the Chiefs are still the favorites. I'm not gonna do anything crazy like say the Broncos are gonna win the division. Not gonna do that. But I'm going to say right now, I'm picking them to go to the playoffs. That's just something I'm doing. That's I'm locking in. They got a quarterback now. They're going to the playoffs. That's the way this goes. All right. Thanks, Trey.
We will see you all next time. Peace out. Let's take a break. Trey, unfortunately, the reality of human life is that someday we will all pass on. No one wants to think about it. It's an uncomfortable topic, but it's important to take care of you and your loved ones when that day comes. That's right, Eric. Fortunately for our listeners, we know of a great guy that can help you set up your wills and trusts. Absolutely, Trey. Our friend Andrew McCullough has you covered. You can find him on Twitter at A-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H-105. His DMs are open, and he and the folks at Brindley Sullivan can help you take care of you and your family's estate planning needs. Don't just take our word for it, though. Here is University of Utah star and current draft prospect, Britton Covey, to tell us more. Hey guys, Britton Covey here. As my long time at the University of Utah is coming to a close, it's time for me to start thinking about my future. There's no one I trust more than Andrew McCullough at the firm of Brindley Sullivan for my estate planning needs. Give his office a call to set up a free consultation at 435-673-9220. Andrew's firm is headquartered in St. George, but he spends plenty of time along the Wasatch Front taking care of his needs. So call him and tell him that Britton Covey sent you. More info at TrustYourTrust.com.